Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuck, buddy? What happened? All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What's going on? I'm Mark Marin. I'm punchy. I'm tired. I haven't really slept. How's it going? Yeah, this is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. I uh, flew in very early this morning, today being Sunday that I'm recording for you on Monday for this lovely show featuring uh, the very funny and uh, great Christina Pazitsky. Man, I better pronounce that right. Pazitsky, P-A-Z-S-I-T-Z-K-Y. Christina Pazitsky, Pazitsky. We talk about it. I, th- I think that's it. I think I got it. Uh, I love her. She's uh, married to the very funny Tom Segura. They have a podcast together called Your Mom's House. She also has a, a great special out now called Mother Inferior, streaming on Netflix. She's got her own podcast. Uh, that's Deep Bro. So you can check those out wherever you get po- wherever you get podcasts. This is the first time we've really gotten to talk. We did a live one many years ago, uh, but uh, had a great chat. So that's coming up. That's coming your way. I'm tired. I'm chunky. I'm a little bit delusional. I uh, I was in uh, Ken- Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut yesterday. I flew out there Friday night. I'm trying to, as I told you before, I'm 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 moving. Everything's in limbo. I seem to have a hard time detaching from, I, I just, I, I don't know how long I can keep in this limbo. At some point, I just gotta, I gotta move, right? I gotta just move, right? I don't know, man. Everything is so complicated. I, I just, whew. Flew out there late Friday night, half awake, stressed out. That flight was all screwed up. Went through Chicago. Then I got to, uh, to Hartford, not an electric city. I got nothing against it. I remember driving through Hartford a lot. Hartford was a place that you kind of went through. I think on any, on 86, maybe if you took the right way from New York to Boston, you would kind of move through Hartford and go like, Hey, that's, I guess that's Hartford. But, uh, yeah, I went there for this thing called the CT forum. It's a nonprofit that does, uh, that does big, uh, a big, lecture series and works with uh, high school kids and does all kinds of interesting stuff with a lot of sponsors but it was a panel it was a, a comedy panel booked months ago it was me uh tig 
Nataro and Fred Armisen, hosted by a fella named Colin McEnroe, and uh, it was kind of a, a lovely event. I had not seen Fred in a while. I had not seen Tig in a while. I had not talked to either of them, and it was a it was like a full evening. It was kind of it was kind of wild, actually. I wake up the next day in Hartford, Connecticut. I don't turn my watch back. I keep it on LA time because I know I'm just going to be fucked up because I'm only there two nights. But uh, the view I had from my room was just into an atrium. I was I opened the curtains up and there was a view of a lobby, which is a little I don't know. It makes you it makes you feel like uh, TX you know THX 1138. Like you know you can't like no, we're no longer allowed to go outside anymore. So that that was uh, disconcerting, and the hallway was a little noisy. Why am I just rambling on about this? So the event starts where me and Tig and uh, Fred Armisen, we go and meet with this group of high school kids who have questions for all of us about uh, about comedy. And uh, I, I hadn't seen Tig in a long time, and I hadn't seen Fred in a long time. And it was really, you know, there is something about the comedy community. It was good to catch up with everybody. It was fun to see those two in particular because we were all together and it was sort of an odd group. And it was interesting to see how everybody responded in talking to, uh, to addressing questions of people interested in comedy, young people. And we did that for a few minutes. And then we were taken to some cocktail gathering where we all had to uh, sort of hang out and engage with the regular working people. That That's something as a comic, you, you, you know, you do it after shows sometimes. And maybe if you're, you know, on set, but that's, you know, show business working people. But these were just people from all the different sponsors who had uh, different affiliations with the uh, with the CT Forum. And, and it was like a cocktail hour and they'd set us all up at different stations within the uh, within this within this, within this bar area. Like we all had our, a table with our name on a little uh, placard sticking out of the table. So there's just like uh, I was just standing at a small round bar table with the uh, note card, uh, which just said Mark Marin on it. And I just was there available to people to come up and talk and take pictures and, you know, answer questions. And uh, Tig was in some other part of the room and Fred was in another part of the room. And we just kind of stood by our names and uh, talked to people. And it was it was actually uh, very pleasant. I, I don't I don't know why it was just I'd been in my head and, and so upset about things and um, so stressed out with moving and other stuff. And uh, it was nice just to get out hang out with some comics and talk to you know regular people. And then we had this big dinner thing where we, it was like a wedding almost where we were assigned tables. We were all at different tables. I was with a bunch of people from Comcast who were a sponsor. And I talked to the fellow from Comcast for a while about the, their business model and comedy and this and that. And he was a big fan of the podcast. And I don't know. It was a relief. It was a relief to get out of LA to go do an event that was proactive a uh, nonprofit that did good work in the world and to sit and talk to to regular people what it what it, this was a, a an epic experience and the panel was great too it was really uh, it was fun the guy Colin McEnroe did a great job and uh, we did like an hour it seemed like of of him just asking us questions and us talking together there was a lot of laughs there was a lot of talk about you know heavy stuff not so heavy stuff comedy stuff and uh and then there was a break, and then there was a Q and A, uh, and that got that got fun, and everybody was funny. And I don't know. And then we all afterwards climbed onto this jolly little bus with some of the organizers and went back to the hotel. And I don't know what to tell you, but uh, it was a sweet event, and I want to thank them for having me out. And and uh, it was good to see everybody. 
I tried to find a restaurant in downtown uh, Hartford on Friday afternoon. It was not easy. I went to some Italian place, and it was just me and uh, an, a family of four eating there. I, 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 I'd like to think we ate together, but I don't think they saw it that way. I was, a, I was the, the guy alone, you know, occasionally mumbling to himself a couple of tables over. But it was good food. What are you going to do? Then I flew back this morning at four in the fucking morning, and it was just one of those things, man, where... You know, you just you get to the airport. I, I flew the, the flight was at six twenty five. I booked the car wrong, so I was there at ten after four, and then it was late coming in. And then I just saw the vests. I saw the guys in the vests going on the plane. I'm like, oh fuck, no, I gotta get back. I gotta get back to talk about exactly what I'm talking about right now. I gotta t- get back to talk about whatever's about to happen here at this airport, so I can get the show up by tomorrow. A little delay, just the seal problem, the vague seal. There was a, a seal needed to be pushed up. So they pushed up the seal and we got the fuck out of there. And I made it home and now I'm punchy. What can I tell you? Can I just bring, can I just bring, uh, start Christina now? I can, right? I need to get a nap or something. I need to move some things. I need, I, oh God. I gotta study my lines for tomorrow. Uh, Christina Pazitsky, Pazitsky uh, is, uh, as I said before, uh, she's got a uh, special on Netflix called Mother Inferior, and uh, she does a show, a podcast with Tom Segura, her husband, called Your Mom's House. She does her own show called That's Deep Bro, and this is her and I talking about philosophy a bit and other things. Uh, great time. Great, uh, great. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts chat Pazitsky is terrible it's the worst Pazitsky yeah my Pazitsky Pazitsky like Jaja Gabor yeah my whole life it's just I hate it I'm over it so Christina P that's the new new special that's it bro what'd you call the special Mother Inferior Uh, well you know because they were like we you gotta tap into that mom on and yeah. I was like, All right. Yeah. Okay okay, I'll do it. Yeah, well I mean you, you might as well, right? Well I want people I want people to watch it. You know, because the title I originally had, they're like, no. Which one? What was that? <laughs> I was, hate my child? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just called Good Job because my dad believes you should only praise a child once a day. You say one good job oh, a day. And look what happened to you. <laughs> Are you, you telling me? You telling me? Well, I guess he praised you. At least he had a, 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 a like he had a system. I mean, <laughs> at least, right? At least you're getting praise. I feel like though to become funny, you yeah. can't get. It's the opposite. Yeah, you have to have a lot of self-loathing. Yeah, I, I, it's got to cultivate and. 
how does that happen though? Like I'm, uh, I'm just dealing with that today. Like I stopped doing, uh, I stopped doing nicotine. You know, I was doing I, the nicotine lozenges. I heard this. Right. Yes. And like now, I'm just like uh, I'm like all down on myself. All this fucked up insecurity is coming back. All the demons howling, telling you you aren't well, good enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, it's great. And all it was taking oh, was nicotine yeah. to keep that shit down. Isn't that interesting? And then yeah, you used to take you... more, but yeah. but but that was working. Yes, I what? loved smoking. I smoked for 17 years. It was fantastic. What do you use now? Just to... no, nothing. I white knuckle it, and I go see my shrink. Yeah, and I I just I feel my feelings now. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. What are, what are they? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is well, that mine, uh, mine seem to be revolving around like sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of sad and yeah. nothing's that great. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> that great. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of sad because yeah. I was very, I was so angry my whole life, I think, until I got yeah. into psychotherapy. And now I like, now I've learned that it's okay to have the feelings and then they pass and then you can just be okay again. But I didn't. I didn't know that people had feelings that they felt, yeah. and then, yeah, you know, yeah, just anger. It all like because yeah. I think they say it's sadness is like I think anger is a sort of a go to for a lot of emotions. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like if oh, you're yeah. the ones that are more uncomfortable, sadness. Nah, fuck that. I'm gonna yeah. fuck that. But I want to get punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck, I, fuck sadness. Yeah, rebellion's yeah. more fun. Let's fucking write some yeah. jokes and get a, like, stick it to the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then I when you juiced. take that away, you yeah. just sort of like, no, nah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> I just want to eat something. Oh, that too. I used to eat a lot on the road. That was my my jam. Like. You know, you do your show, you're all pumped, oh, yeah. and then you go back to your yeah. sad courtyard Marriott, and then I you want just to eat. P- pillage the, the, yeah. the sad little <laughs> yeah. candy bar shop yep. they have there, ice cream, yeah. uh, Snickers bars, M&M's. Yep. Yeah. All that. Mac Never the cheese. hot goods. Oh, you do the hot goods? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not not like the Hot Pockets or the... Those are disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you do but which one? Mac and cheese? Mac and cheese. I remember, especially in Indianapolis, yeah. uh, the hotel that Crackers puts you up at. I, they had a specific one that was my jam. It was it was so disgusting. What were the? I can't. I haven't been so to Crackers gross. in a long time. But man, they yeah. used to one downtown. They used to put you up at like a halfway house. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, were yeah. you? Did you go that far back where they had that the Winter House? It was no. called. They had sort of like a a con. It was their condo, but it was you know you go to that place. There'd be police lines <laughs> and, and yeah on the hallway. Nah. Like what kind of fucking place is this? Nasty <laughs> apartment, like a furnished apartment situation. It uh, was nasty, man. No. No, she they put me up in the outskirts one at that that like Marriott oh, yeah. Marriott thing. Yeah. I haven't been there in years, no, but they either. they weren't they didn't do a mainstream one when I was at Broad Whipple either. Yeah. That was another weird ass <laughs> hotel. Oh my god. Can you believe like I was just thinking about it cuz with with my special being out now like I can't believe how many bad places I put myself to get here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. lack of self preservation and the the lack of like i should protect myself i shouldn't stay in these places no i know <laughs> i know like, i don't what? know yeah I, you're just so in it and i yeah. and, I, and it's all it's compounded by the fact that you're a woman oh my god and you're just like you know and i imagine that there has to be that moment when you're a comic and you're a road comic and you're a woman where you're at one of those places you're like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> Yeah. Who are these people yeah. in my room? Yeah. Yeah. Or just the point where you get, where you have to tell your agent, all right, yeah. uh, if it's a hotel, the room faces indoors, not yeah. out to a parking lot, uh, no sliding glass doors that face out. Like, come on, dude. I have to tell this to people. Like, this is my job. So weird. And hotel life is a little creepy, too. Oh, it's and so just lo- in lonely. It's and, so weird, right? Yeah, God. I've gotten a little more demanding as I've gotten well, a little bigger. You kind of should, yes. Yeah, yeah, just a little better. But I like a, I'll, I like a Marriott courtyard. You know, if I, 
if I, <laughs> what do you prefer though? Let's be real. The Four Seasons or the Courtyard Marriott? I don't know. Well, there's also the Hilton Garden ones, right? I like those Hilton Garden Inns. Yeah, those are all right. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of weirdly Courtyard Marriott guy. You know, I, I, if if I can't get a nice hotel, even if I can get, if, if I have a choice between an old timey luxury hotel like a Sheraton, that's just yeah. like from the 70s yeah. and a courtyard. I'll fucking do the courtyard. Well, the courtyards are, they're updated. Well, they're updated and, and yeah. you can, and they have food and shit and they have enough yeah. plugs, you know, and you're not <laughs> stranded in some, you know, Death Star, <laughs> yeah. you know, giant hotel yeah. that you can't have food. <laughs> so and then there's no sidewalk on the street, no, so you can't walk anywhere. Yeah. yeah, those places. Or my favorite is when they have the restaurant and they're like, well, it's open from uh, yeah. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then it opens again at 7 p.m. And yeah. you're like, well, what am I supposed to do yeah. all day? Yeah, what am I going to do? How do I eat? Yeah. This is before Postmates, too. Like, you would just walk to the IHOP two miles uh, that's down. a sad walk in the strange town <laughs> from the hotel that's not, there's nothing to drive to. You're the only one. Wa- I've had that conversation with so many comics uh, where you're like, Best. Where am I? You just walk out of that hotel with your sunglasses <laughs> and you ask whoever it's like, how do I get to there? Like, are you walking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before Uber. Yeah. You just walk in places. It's and crazy. you think like, this will be good. You have your notebook. No, and yeah. And you're about an hour and you're like, fuck, this seems farther than I thought. <laughs> it's always farther. It's always two miles, three miles farther. You think it's going to be an easy walk? No. So wait, you grew up here? Yeah, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. What town? Uh, like everywhere. Encino, Tarzana, Woodland Hills, West Hills, Canoga Park. Really? My folks divorced and so they moved were they, around. Were they in a very small Air Force? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Valley-oriented uh, military? We just moved, like we, the folks divorced. So I bounced between two people and two people moved an average amount of times. Oh, I see. So I think over the span of my up... How old were you when they divorced? Four. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. Listen, the childhood man. is textbook how, how, formula for a stand-up how, comedian. How, uh, how, how you have siblings? I have three stepsisters from my mom's second marriage, but they're you know. But steps. they were they came later. They came when I was like twelve. Yeah. Oh, twelve or thirteen. Uh, triplets. Yeah. No. No. They're 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 three of them, but they're you know staggered. Teared. Age. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> staggered. They're great. They're they're wonderful. Oh really? Yeah. They got the healthy childhood. No. No. Oh. No. Oh, she's, no. She was just a. A tumbling disaster, your mom? Oh, oh holy. I mean, how much time is a show? Like, do we... Oh, my God. I... What, what'd your dad do out there? So, okay, here's the story. Yeah. So, my folks are Hungarian immigrants, hence my last name, Pajitsky, uh, which like, now With I'm... accents and everything? Yeah. Old oh. school, dude. Old country. Uh, the communists... Do you speak Hungarian? Uh, not well. Like, at a tiny baby level. Did they used to speak it to so you wouldn't understand what they were saying? No. I understood. I understood. Uh. But uh, but anyway, they escaped from Hungary in '69. Escaped like uh, who was taking over? The Russians, right? They they went crazy. They screwed up the country pretty bad. So the Russians came and the you know annexed all of Central Europe, Eastern Europe, yeah. And we had the Soviet Union, and they screwed up everything. So my folks were like, "Fuck this, um, out." So my parents were like 20 years old and like 19. They got married and they fled. When you think about it, like, imagine wow. fleeing your mother country. Like, what were you doing at 19 or 20? Like, just trying to figure out who I was, man. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> reading some of these books halfway through. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, smoking cigarettes, you mm. know, going goodwill shopping. Yeah, oh, right. That's yeah, so man. important, too. Yeah. yeah. Who am I? Yeah, yeah. What's, what do, do I, I want? Yeah, what do I like? Is this haircut going to work out? <laughs> 
How are these glasses frames? Yeah, how am I going to get laid? Yeah. How yeah. does that work? How am I going to, how do I, what do I do with that? I'm so obsessed with that girl. I think I'll write something about her. What was your game at a, when you're then? 20? Yeah. What's I don't know the that game? I had much game. I think the game, I don't think I got game until a little later. <laughs> well, now your game's on point. Like, yeah. You got the game. Took a long time. Took about yeah. 40 years to yeah. get my game on point. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, man. Game. You know, I, you know, when I was uh, 20, when I was in college, I, I sort of was doing a lot of stuff. I was, you know, I, I would. I was in plays and I directed things and I was doing photography and I was studying English and art history and writing for the paper. And oh, so you were interesting. You yeah, were the full interesting on. Guy. Like I want to be an intellectual guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I. I don't think I ever got it. I mean, I got the. <laughs> I got the costume. Got the books. Yeah. You know, I got a. I, I have. A, I have a. I'm a pretty good thinker, but yeah. I like to really do the studying to know shit. I realized at some point to to. Like to be an English professor or something, it's like uh, you got to oh focus God. on a very specific area, and then you get. I never quite got the hang of philosophy, yeah, and that kind of stuff, yeah. But I was a creative guy, you know. It was always about you know writing things and you know poetry. I was into, and uh, and then eventually I I got my heart broken. I started drinking, and comedy became more. more <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, there you, that was formula. A, I always wanted to be a comic, and I was like, finally, I'm here. This yeah. is what, there's no other way. So you were like the brooding intellectual, were, were you smoking cigarettes back yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was I, I was broody philosophy yeah. major, black, I still wear a lot of black. Yeah. Depressed. Yeah. But didn't know that stand-up was an option for me. I didn't yeah. know yet. I knew performing was an option, you know, yeah. but I, and I knew I wanted to do it, and I, but I had never wanted to be an entertainer. I just wanted, I wanted to figure some shit out. Yeah, me too. I had some shit to say. Yeah. Where am I going to say it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I knew that life felt fucked up. Like, I, I was like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. It something's can't weird. Can't be me. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Childhood was great. What are you talking about? Parents I, are perfect. I'm I am so on to everybody's shit. Yeah. I, I'm on to this. Yeah. Uh, so you were a philosophy major? Yeah, I studied philosophy uh, in really? school. Yeah, and then um, I graduated. They weren't hiring at the philosophy company. Hey, from college? Typical. Yeah. But wait, let's go back to your parents. So yeah, they oh they got here. They come from Hungary, and what, yeah. and how do they get get it together? So it long, like they escape on foot, which is bananas. They crossed the ocean on foot. They well, so they they go in, they <laughs> swam. Uh, they went to Yugoslavia. They got caught. They got kicked. It was like a long thing. Anyway, they ended up in Italy in um like a, a camp, like a refugee camp in Italy. And then after a year, the Catholic Church sponsored them to go to Canada, and so. They moved to Canada. Wow. And Windsor, Ontario, very glamorous across from Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I was born. And then we moved to the U.S. four years ago. You later. Canadian citizen? Yeah. Still? No, I have to, I think, I think I am because I was born there, but yeah. my passport is expired oh. a long time. Oh, yeah. I got to figure that out. Yeah, you should. I know. I kind of want to be. have to go. I, I was thinking about that when yeah, November eighth came too, around. Buddy. Me too. I, I never envied Canadian citizens more. Like every all these comics that I knew that were Canadian, I'm like you guys can just go back. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. Oh man, I dug it up though. I will admit, November 9th, I dug it up, and I was like, time to get this thing renewed. I, I did t the exact same thing then. Yeah. I didn't follow through. What? I didn't follow through yet. No, I had some other stuff to do first, and I was, I was going to do it. I was I like mine still had like eight months on it, and I'm like I've got to do it. I got to do it. So I I just it's very quick if you yeah. do the express. Okay. If you already have a passport, I do, but it it was from when I was 16. Oh, so it just it's, doesn't even work. Yeah, it's like it's been a while because I became a U.S. citizen when I was in high school when I was like 17. 
So I don't. Was there an, a, an event? Yeah, yeah. I, I went downtown. Did you do it? Have you what do you mean to do it? I was here. born here. Oh, I thought you're. Never mind. I no. thought you're more Canadian. Sorry. No. Uh, yeah, you go to like a theater down here, and then they play a Neil Diamond video. They're coming to America, and then they. Are you start, serious? It's so awesome. Yeah, it's the best. And I, I became a citizen on April Fool's Day of like 1993, and then of course the big joke, the guy giving the. Oh yeah. Like, Good, not, yeah. Not really. Mm. And then you know I had a hot dog, and like it was the best. It was the best. That's what they did. They had a hot dog cart there. Yeah. For everyone to have a hot dog. Yeah. And oh. a Coke and like, yeah, and a Coke. Hell yeah! Really, you're not making yeah. that up? No, I swear to God. Yeah. So you're born there. You're, yeah. You, when do your parents? Everyone. When does everyone move down here? So 1980, we get into a, a van and drive to the U.S. We drive to California to the San Fernando Valley, and my dad loved it here because he came and visited before and just saw the beach and like hot <laughs> chicks, like uh-huh. everybody's blonde uh-huh. and hot, and he was like. This is where I need to be. This is where it all is. Yeah, and now uh, and we just we stuck around in the San Fernando Valley, and then you know they those were your there. father's priorities. Married with a child. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? Gosh, that's so weird, Mark. How did you pick up on that one? <laughs> he's mm. a, he's mm. out about it too. Like <laughs> we're going to San Fernando Valley because there's hot chicks there. <laughs> mm. I know. So yeah. And what did he settle into as a business? He was a very successful business uh, owner. He became, he fixed forklifts uh, in Canada and he started his own company in the US here, which was amazing. And Fixing he, forklifts? He would repair them, sell them, buy them forklifts. used, fix them up and sell them. Yeah. And he so had a really- specific. I know, isn't that? It's, I don't know how what, he Did got, your mom work? She did. She did real estate with my stepfather later on. Ah. And uh, and yeah, yeah. They're both still around? No, they're both. My mom and my stepdad, they both died within like a year of each other. And your dad too? He's he's around. Oh yeah? yeah? He's here, yeah. <laughs> he's he's still around. Is he around more now? You got a kid? No. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my, my dad's Gosh. the same way with my brother's kids. So like, you know, my brother's sort of like, no, nah, no, he doesn't come around. No. I don't, I don't need him around. No. <laughs> It's right? Okay. It's okay. You know, if he doesn't want to come, we're I'm good. Well, that's okay, good. I'm that's good. the thing. Like, do I really? God's kind of a blessing. I'm like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, depend. Like, yeah, it depends on how bad your relationship is with him, or or what. It, or, yeah, what do you want to open up that can of worms for, or whatever? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait. So your dad, though, I know you uh, made fun of it on Marin. Mm. I love that he lived in a van, like in front of your he house. Had, he did, he did. Yeah, that's not real. I mean, thank God that's not real. Meta- it's metaphorically. Yeah, it somewhere. sure it is. Yeah, he's always yeah. there in the van in my yeah. mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I'm okay with him. You know, he does take some hits, and I get I I know that my I'm getting older, or maybe I'm uh, something like I'm on on the new special. I took a shot at him, but you know, it was it was yeah. I thought it was pretty broad. You know, I the yeah, yeah. It, the joke was. Do you remember the day you realized your father was an asshole? <laughs> I have an asshole father joke too. You do? Oh, oh man. god damn it! But sorry, yes, go Is ahead. It's not the same, right? No. Okay, good. But uh, but you know, it gets a laugh, and then like <laughs> I kind of flesh it out. But he's taken a lot of hits over the year. Like I've definitely, mm. uh, you know, I, I won that one. Yeah. Now, as long as I outlive him, I I, I win. But if yeah. something fucking happens to me and I go down and he's still alive, then fuck him. <laughs> he fucking wins the big game. But uh, but like I felt a little bad is what I'm saying. Like it, that's yeah. a, a nice. It's a good sign that like I, I knew it was it was kind of lighthearted that it, as as they go. Yeah. And 
in relation to what I've done in the past to him on stage. Yeah. Uh, but I still, I was sort of like, I think he's had enough. Yeah, I think yeah, Let him up, you know. See, I actually had more anger towards my mom for so many years. And I don't know that I can, I don't know how to write about it entirely. Like, it's somewhere, it's some of it's in my special. And I talk about her, but like, I, uh, I don't know. I'm going to get there. I think the next hour will be more about. That. Yeah, she was mentally ill. My mom was uh, borderline, borderline personality. Oh disorder. my god, borderline <laughs> coming back around. Oh yeah, terrible. And then and then became schizophrenic later. And the crazy part is that because my parents divorced, my mother got custody of me. Because back in the day, like it's just automatic. And I was raised by her, like just her and I alone in this apartment in the valley. And so like. The first 17 years of my life, I, I mean, I, she got remarried when I was 12, but I guess the first, whatever, 12 years, I just thought everybody lived in this crazy upside down land that I grew up in. And oh like, my God, I she know. found a man. <laughs> I know. Well, she was hot. Well, no, no, borderlines are pretty, pretty sassy. Yeah, they're, yeah, they are. And they're <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess. And, and like, she, she had a huge rack. She was blonde. She was beautiful. And like, Sassy, I'm you know, sorry, yeah, yeah, spicy, yeah, yeah, like a kind of like a live wire, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I know think I dated, I dated. You've somebody. done a few of those. Well, I, I know one at least. And then I talked to Pete Davidson in here, mm -hmm. and he's he's just come out with he's borderline. Oh, he is. And he, yes, and he's talking about about it and what he's doing to treat it. And you know, it's a tricky uh, <sighs> profile. It is. Is he? He has. You have to be in aggressive therapy. Yeah, yeah. He he's is. doing it, and Good. you know, I, I'm. It's. I'm glad. It, it's. It's a lot for them. Uh, a borderline to cop to it. That's like half the battle with them because they don't want. It, it's never them. Yeah. It's ne nothing never, is ever them. Yeah. That's so the what, part. So from four to twelve, you with her? Yeah. In an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it what what are what are the uh like what are the behavioral what what was yeah. the most noticeable manifestation of yeah, it yeah yeah so like there was a lot of absurd weird rules like little stuff like you can't put lotion on your palms you have to put lotion on the back of your hands like just absurd like you can't eat sushi in the summertime because it's full of worms and then i remember like she would pick fights with people everywhere we went like if you go to a restaurant and someone sat her near too close to the bathroom or she thought it was like that fucking bitch sat me near the toilet because she doesn't respect me and you're like what is happening <laughs> why? why and she talked like that yeah and really like a paranoia a lot of paranoia oh yeah um and, and they're always blaming you like you're always wrong for some reason like even when you're a little kid you're like what are you talking about yeah like, it's not and bl black and white thinking. Yeah, yeah, you're in, you're out. Yeah, I love you, I hate you. So that's why stand up is like, ooh, that's my jam. Yeah, it's like, home. Yeah, 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 doesn't feel How's good. How's this gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, Another yeah. night where I don't know if they're gonna like me. Yeah, uh, it's so alluring, and yeah. I and unconsciously because my personal life is great. Like I'm, I'm lucky that I have a good marriage. I have a solid home life. But yeah. I think the career I chose definitely unconsciously to fulfill that yeah. cycle of like push pull. Oh no! I used to yeah. I used to do a joke like that. Uh, what was it? Um, what I like to do I, on stage used to say like that's what well, that's what I do. I'll push you away just yeah. and pull you back in. Push you away, yeah. pull you. It's a little dynamic. I call dad. <laughs> wow. So, but so, what was mom for you? There's, you know, I think that like that's the hidden horror. Yeah. So you've been going after dad, but I feel like mom is oh, yeah, ground zero. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the scab. If yeah. you pick that one. Yeah, I'm Man. living in it. I'm living in that. One. Dad's be manageable because you just fight with them. 
Yeah, they can take the heat, but yeah. moms are a little they they play dirty pool because I feel yeah. like they're they're your heart of darkness. Like your mother is like yeah. I know it now because I have a toddler. He's two, and it's hard not it's almost two. It's hard not to love him. It's yeah. hard not to just be like you're the best thing that's ever. I love you so much. Like to, oh yeah. So when it's not that way, something's really something's fucked really fucked because yeah. That that boo boo that boy is my heart and my joy and like yeah fuck I I will do it like I will die for that baby like I love yeah him. and you're he's, and he's I don't know if uh, everyone who listens to my show knows, your husband's Tom Segura yeah the funny man the best. two funny people I love him yeah he is funny he's the best yeah, I like he's the him. best human too I just like him a lot <laughs> that's good yeah. you're married to him fuck how's he how's he taking to fatherhood he's he's wanted a child since we first got together and it's always been how me. long has it been. We've been together for like 12 years. Yeah. But I've always been terrified of becoming a parent because of my, my upbringing and my background. So yeah. I was like, uh-uh, I want to get my mind right. Like I want therapy to make sure that I'm not going to pass on this nuttiness to my kid, you know? When did you start doing that though? Like 10 years ago. You've been therapizing for 10 years? Yeah. Steady? Hell yeah. Hell In preparation yeah. to have a child. Not just basically. that. No, no yeah, but I mean, I like that because that's why I don't have any. I mean, I'm 54 yeah. and I'm like, I ain't, I mean, I'm, I'm not passing it down. Yeah, that's because that's it. the fear, and I think a lot of people that rightly like that's a yeah. good decision. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, I'm not having a problem with it. I know I'm selfish and panicky. Yeah, and uh, like it's like I can't even imagine having a child. Like yeah. it's not, it never occurred to me. Like growing up, people yeah. are like you want a family. I'm like no, <laughs> no, I just want to feel okay. <laughs> I just want to be a child yeah, yeah, once in please, my life. Yeah, I just want to feel like it's going to be okay for me. <laughs> Is this your inside all the time? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to do that. Yeah. Oh, and then I got it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still there? Is it that high? No. The anxiety? No, I guess it's some like I'm. I don't know if it's age or what, but some things are just have relaxed a little bit naturally. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I had a conversation last night with a guy about self-care. That That's the phrase my shrink uses, yes. No, oh, he used to be a shrink, this guy. Okay. Self-care. Mm-hmm, I've learned about that. Focusing on self-care as opposed to whatever the other thing is. Yeah. And that's in relationships too, but it, like you've been with Tom for like 12 years, so that's a long time. Yeah. But, but you still had time before that to make a mess. I did, yeah. I was not... Um... I wasn't promiscuous. It didn't go that way for me, my self-destructiveness. Like I was, when I, by the time I was 14, I was freaked the fuck out because my mom was nutty and I was like suicidal and a punker and I was out. Like I was already out running the streets by 13. Drugs though? No drugs? A little like dabbling, like social, like a- you never acid. Got, yeah, you never got so fucked up. No. So you're, yeah. you're 14 and you're punk rock? I'm all freaked out. I'm all angry. You yelling at your mom? Yelling at mom, storming out, taking the bus down to Hollywood, yeah. getting into nightclubs on a fake ID. Oh, that's right. And that's what year is this? How old are you? You don't have to tell me. Well, what? I'm 41 now, so this is like 90, 91. What's going on in Hollywood then? Oh, so great. Yeah. It was so cool, man. There... What's hip? What's hip? Well, okay, so there is this club called The Probe on Highland, and this yeah. is when Hollywood was still really dicey and shitty. And uh-huh. You know, you come over the hill, you'd ha- you pay some like homeless guy to watch your car for you so it didn't get broken into. You'd drink in your car as it was parked in yeah. this lot. Yeah. And there is a club called Helter Skelter. I was goth and punk and all that. Yeah. And, and you know, we and this is before like Hot Topic was around. So yeah. 
if you were goth, it was a full-time job. Yeah. Like, you'd get, go down to Aardvarks on Melrose, <laughs> you'd find some smelly old velvet cloak or dress, yeah. modify it, cut the sleeves off, put your fishnet stockings on your arms. <laughs> like, it was a full-time gig. And Halloween yeah. makeup, I'd have to go to the Halloween store and buy my makeup, the white makeup and everything, like, once For a year. For just day-to-day stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's a full-time job. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and... So there was that. There were bands, you know. Were these, I saw like, were these underage clubs. It was eighteen and over. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I went down downtown, and you get a fake ID, and you give some guy seventy five dollars, and he comes back with some bullshit looking thing. But they didn't give a shit back then. It like, worked. Hell yeah, it worked. You went downtown to get your fake ID. Yeah, my boyfriend at the time did. You give him a picture and seventy five yeah. bucks. Yeah. Down on Chevy Chase or uh-huh. whatever, and then the dude comes In back. Oh no no Chevy. No, what am I thinking of? Whatever uh, the fucking street is in yeah. downtown LA. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't and know then the guy like. comes back and then, yeah. you know, it's like a shitty handwritten, <laughs> like it's not even real. But they let me in. And they did. And, and they did. did. W- when you became a citizen, were you dressed in goth? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I may have to give you the, the photo, my passport photo. It's like short on the Vidal Sassoon cut, like short on one side, long on the other, like a, a hat bob. Happy New American. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, orange. Uh-huh. Just, I had a mohawk, too, angry. You had mohawks, too? I did. I, yeah, yeah. I lost my mind. And shame. My, yeah, so you're just running bad. around in a car? Running around, you know, being angry. Not drinking, though, too much. I drank. I yeah. drank. I smoked cigarettes. I smoked pot. I did a little LSD. Went to Lollapalooza. Like, you know, whatever. When you were a teenager? Yeah. What was it, like the first Lollapalooza? Yeah. You did go With to- fucking Ooh. Susie and the Banshees, Jane's Addiction, Ice T's band, Body Count. And, like, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Jane's Addiction, right. Dude, it was so, it was, and I freaked out and I, I lost my mind because I took two hits of acid instead of one and I had to leave the show early, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who, what, did someone take you? Yeah, some, some dude, some other person on acid drove us home. That's so fucking <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. How was, what was the nature of the freak out? What was happening? Well, why uh, did you have to leave? Yeah, okay, so I took two uh, hits instead of one yeah. and then, uh, Susie came on yeah. Cascades and I, I lost my mind. I had a retainer in because I was only 14. And I threw my retainer across Irvine Meadows. And I, started, I tried to take my velvet dress off and yeah. I had gloves on. And my yeah. friends were like, you can't get naked at Irvine Meadows. Yeah. And they, my, my stepsister was with me and escorted me out. And then we drove home. Oh, bad. How did my parents not know I was frying on acid? Do you ever think about that? Like, Because that goes on a while, right? So you, yeah. you, you got home to Van Nuys. And uh, yeah, you probably had a few hours still to go. I was out of my mind until like <laughs> five in the morning. You know, when you're just laying on your back, just like, oh, when's this gonna end? Yeah, the one, I did mescaline once when I was in. Uh, I come back from college, and I thought I was like hip, and I went to some party with the local punks in Albuquerque, and some guy gave me a hit of mescaline, and I waited like two hours, and nothing happened. Yeah, I went home, <laughs> and I got into bed in my in the bed that I grew up in. I was saying, saying to my parents. And then it was just sort of like kaleidoscope. Of, yes. The ceiling just just twists into a kaleidoscope of colors. And I'm like, and I wasn't in no way, like that should have been entertaining. But I was like, oh no, yeah. it's happening now. Yeah. And then like, I was like, I'm just going to tell my parents, someone put something in the no. soda and go to the emergency room. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just see what's on television. It was a black and white television and there was nothing on. There was no cable, it, but it was the beginning of CNN. So they just ran the same like 10 minutes of stories over and oh over again. Oh my God. In a oh loop all night. God. So I just sat there, focused on that. <laughs> when I closed my eyes, I'd, like, I'd be like, I don't know where I am. 
oh, and I open my eyes. I'm like, okay, I'm in my room. Like I couldn't close my eyes because I'd get lost. Well, you think about I made it through. What? Yeah, you do. You just focus on something, right? You have to focus on television yeah. or something. But like, what could they do for you at the hospital? Because my stepsister was with me that night when I was frying too hard. You want someone to take care of you. You don't know yeah, how. Like just, I mean, it's not like you know. I what would they do? They'd be like, well, he seems to be on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Lay down. Yeah, keep an eye Here's on. Here's an IV. Stay yeah, hydrated. Whatever, yeah. yeah, like you probably freak out even harder at the ER. Oh yeah, I don't know what was going on. I can't like it's. I did. I I did freak out, but I'm I'm surprised I didn't. You know, baby, I didn't kind of like eh, help me. <laughs> like I'm very proud of myself. And I you know. were alone. I made it. Yeah. I, wait, all because of that night. What a, all the lessons that were learned. <sighs> So you, know, you go home and you freak. But so were you a regular acid person? Or? No, you know, a few times here and there. Again, it, right, it wasn't right. drugs. I you was don't like more, to always control yourself. You yes, I'm very controlled. And yeah. so I liked, I, I eventually got out of my parents' house and I went to school in San Francisco at the University of San Francisco. I barely got into college. Like I'd f- fucking flunked out of public school basically. And then I went to this all girls Catholic school. It straightened me out entirely. Like it was, people I, hate Catholic school, but it saved my life. Like the nuns saved my life. Got you a little discipline? A lot of discipline, a lot of structure, yeah. uniform, so there's no like, no I'm goth, I'm punk, I'm, what do you, you know, what right. are you? There's no boys, so there was no like boy drama. And so. that was senior year? No, this is freshman year, halfway through my freshman year of high school. Oh, you fucked up, and, they, and yeah. so you went to Catholic school for the whole rest of it? Yes. No shit. And it was awesome, and I love it, and I still, like, I donate money to that school to this day. Really? Yeah. Saved your life? Yes. Yeah, 100%. I love the nuns. Love them. <laughs> well, yeah, but well, you were living with a woman who was out of her mind. Yeah. So, like, even if you weren't religious, you're like, that's stable. It is so stable. <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. And it yeah. was like, I knew what to expect. I knew. Yeah, there's no surprises. <laughs> who am I? Who are you today, Sister Antonia? The same person you were yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not great, but not horrible. No, it's I know okay. what to expect. And we're was... all wearing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It was great. The, the, the consist, yeah, the consistency. Right. Like, oh, so good. And then, yeah, college. And then I've. Philosophy San Francisco, then, that's good though. Had you been up there before you went to college? Like once or twice. Did and you that, could do the whole four years up there? I did, yeah. I, oh, that's fun. That's yeah. a good city, weird ass city. It was, and especially in the 90s when it was like gay dudes on tricycle or unicycles yeah, yeah, yeah. just butt fucking in the streets. Yeah. yeah, it was so great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was the it was the last of the awesome. Yeah, I, you know you'd smoke a joint on the fucking muni bus and nobody would say anything or. It was a wild place. I lived there for yeah. a couple years. I never oh, quite did. figured it out, but yeah. I, I I always you always felt like it definitely didn't feel like Catholic school. No, like there was no structure. There's no, no. It was like what is going on every day in San Francisco. I'm like, who's in charge here? What is happening? Yeah, and there was a sense that. Um, you could be 30 something and still act like a 20 year old. It's like, full of them. They're, yeah. Like, they're, you'd see guys at coffee shops who are like, yeah, he just dropped out of college and he yeah. just never left. No, it's great. Just right here. It's great. For that. But I did do one year abroad. I did the study abroad program and I went to Oxford and I studied philosophy there and that was fucking rad. So you got philosophy. You got it. You can wrap yeah. your brain around it. Yeah. You yeah. The, I think. I, I mean, I can write papers about it and. Yeah. That, yeah. I was never good at writing papers. What I would write is like, like 10, 15 pages of opening paragraphs. <laughs> They're like, your work never evolved. Which is sort of like, I'd be like, this is what I'm going to set out to do. Oh, and this. And I'm going to set out to do this. <laughs> All the intentions are there. Exactly. But ne- never flesh anything out. Just That's one so after the interesting. other. Interesting. That's fascinating. I have, I, it's terrifying, the idea. Like, if I had to write a paper, yeah, I, I would lose my mind. 
Right. It's a very involved, focused. You have to see it through. You have to. I know. I, I like that. Up. See, I like that. No, shit, I like though. it, but I can yeah. never wrap up. I just could not get a handle on simple structure. Like, there's oh. your thesis. Support it. Close it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Well, you're you're free form, dude. You I am. Know, you're like I actually. That's. I think I am. My brain, no boundaries. Free yeah, form. You, you like to go in and out. Yeah, and yeah Dip yeah. in and go there. And then kind of cop out. Sort of like, well, I'm doing something new with the term pick. <laughs> it's a whole new approach. It's kind of poetry, kind of riffing. You're so funny. Didn't you do special ones with no set list? Did I hear you kind of? Yeah, I, I know. I like. I brought a bunch of papers up there. I did about an hour and a half on Netflix a couple of specials ago. Oh, so like, we're just going to wing it a little bit. How, how did it feel? Like, did it? Did, but that's your thing, right? Not anymore. The last two specials have been tight. Yeah, tight, tighten that shit up. I did. It was very yeah. rewarding. See, I'm a perfectionist. So the perfectionist in me was like, let's get this shit tight. I want every fucking joke to be a zinger. I want it. Yeah. Like, bang, 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 motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very like. I think especially as a female comic, I always felt that pressure of like, it, you've only got one shot. Like the club's not going to ask me back to headline if I suck and I'm yeah. the woman and the, oh, I mean, I feel female comics suck. Like I, I can't do that for yeah. the rest of my fucking gender. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I never got that about clubs. I was sort of like, they're there to support whatever I do. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And uh, sell I never, alcohol. Never, never got, I never, never built a big thing on the road before. I, I, you know, yeah. I never, like, I'd go out a few times a year, but it was always like, you know, the weeks were, uh, it weren't great. Yeah. I mean, I did my time out there, but I never built a following. I always alienate club owners. <laughs> yeah. I don't see, I, I felt a sense of like, this is it. I have to do or die. And if I fail, if I, if I'm not successful at this, like, what what am I gonna do, dude? Like, wh- yeah, I, well, I didn't have any of those answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow right? or another, if you're a real comic, yeah, it gets in your head like that. It's like there's no other options. Yeah, what yeah, than this? Who's gonna hire me? I've talked about, you know, taking a dump on podcasts for the last <laughs> seven years. Like, what? and also, what what skill set? <laughs> Do we have Come on. after a few years? But also at the beginning when you choose to do comedy and you're all in, you, you don't think like there's another job anyways. Like That's I never true. I never thought like, you know, what, what was the other job? I don't know what the other job was. Restaurant work maybe? Yeah. That's all I came up with usually. I did Yeah, that. I could do some restaurant work. Yeah. So wait, so you, go, so you do the philosophy? Yeah. And you graduate? I do, yeah. I, I take the five-year plan. In the meantime, I did five years too. Yeah, it's about I, it's why nice. leave. I never understand people. Take it are, easy on that last one. Yeah, but <laughs> I never get why people are like, I I can't wait to graduate. Like, why? Yeah. Real life sucks. Like, you're in the ivory tower of academia. It's awesome here. What philosophers were you studying though? What would you focus on? <sighs> Let's talk about it. Okay, I love it, and I still love it to this day. I love the existentialists. Yeah, See, I, I like Sartre. I like Camus. I like Heidegger. Camus nice because he's a fiction writer. I can wrap my brain around that. Yeah. But like being in nothingness, which I have up there, which was uh, it taught in an existential, existentialism class that I took. We only made it through like 25 pages and I cannot, it's too dense and it annoys me. Did I, did I throw it away? Let me say. I wonder if I threw it away. Well, I was so mad. Because that, uh, if you want to read Sartre, in my opinion, there's a great no little exit. book. No, not even that one. There's a book called Existentialism and Human Emotions. It's like a tiny little booklet. That's, uh, and that one really summarizes his philosophy way better than uh, being, being in that's too that's too much dude too much. i don't even i don't mess with that so all right so you you do you do the exist you do the studying you do yeah. all right in college yeah i was a terrible student 
uh, in high school, and then I got like straight A's in college. So I went, oh, you know what? I think I'm. I think I can. I'm like smart, and I think that I just yeah. didn't. I was not supported. Yeah, I did that. I did that too. The last year of like uh, high school, I snapped into it. Right. And then you're like, oh, I can do this. And that's when I got like a, a bit of self-esteem. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm did okay. Did you have fun in college, Joe? I, you know, it's funny how you talk about like I'm the, I never have fun. Yeah. Like I'm still not sure that I know how to relax enough in life, honestly. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Just have fun. Like some, there, I, yeah, sometimes, but like. What are we expecting? I don't know. I had this conversation with this guy last night about the difference between relief and, and happiness. Okay. Like, you know, that it's like feeling, you know, just being relieved. Mm. That's not having a good time. That's <laughs> Oh, oh, because that's, what, yeah, right. I generally, there are, yeah, there are moments where I don't feel that, that anxiousness. Right, and it's sort of like, oh, this is good. Oh, like everything's okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. not waiting for the other Relief. shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah, that's not joy. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's joy then? What's that? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable and it's weird to look at. Yeah. Look at it. You, I'm sure you see it in your kid. I do. I do. I yeah. see. And that's the thing too. Okay. So that's the hard thing. And I kind of try to go there in my special. And I, is that parenthood, like the, what, the hard part about it is like, yeah, it's the diapers and all the, the sitcom stuff yeah. that people talk about. Right. But the truth is the hard part is like, you realize what you didn't get as a kid. And yeah. that's the thing every day you're like, <gasps> what? Like. Oh, how, oh they, how my. could they do that to me? Yeah, or like yeah. I didn't. Oh, that's interesting because he's pure joy and he's yeah. he doesn't hate himself. There's yeah. no self loathing. Yeah, there's no um weird depressive stuff happening here. Like yeah. you're you're born a, way, a certain way, and then yeah. life kind of does what it does. And yeah, you know, yeah. People, I'm trying to foster the good stuff. And, yeah, people start saying you can't do stuff, and it beats you down. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. crazy. First time you just so no no. Uh. Why would, why would grown-up even say that shit to you? Like, I remember my mother was like... But you got to say no to him, right? I mean, I don't know. No, no within boundaries. Yeah, like, don't don't touch the stove. Right. You're right. going to hurt yourself. Yeah. You want to keep them safe. Right, right. But not not no to, like, an ambition. Right, or right, right. An inclination. Right. Yeah. Or, like, I want to study dance. All right, let's okay. go. Let's yeah. go, Billy Elliot. Like, I'll put you in ballet tomorrow. I'm not going to shame you on, <laughs> on that. Right. Right? Yeah. But that's the tricky part. And I think in our culture, too, women are supposed to just be automatically great at motherhood. Mm. And there's a lot of fetishizing, fetishizing, mm -hmm. shishizing, Fetish, fetishizing. fetishizing. Think, yeah. um, you can pronounce it either way here. <laughs> um, motherhood and pregnancy. Like yeah. every time a Kardashian gets pregnant, it's like baby bliss. Are we, are we, you know, like, no, pregnancy is really hard on you physically, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. Yeah. And motherhood too. There's ambivalence some days. There's some days you're great at it and some days you're like, nah, I can't, I just can't. Well, yeah. Why would you be a different person than you always were? But that's the, that's the, the fuckery of it is that a lot of women, like you're led to believe that once you have a baby, it's like whoosh, this, this powder, this mist uh, comes over you right. and now I'm a mom and I'm not, and right. how yeah, do you yeah. reconcile your past self with this new identity. Yeah, with this amazing maternal perfect woman. Perfect. That's right. And then the perfectionism. <laughs> who knew this was inside me? Thank God. Yeah, and then you've got a lot of type A women who were great at careers, and now they're focusing that kind of energy to raising children. And it's like, oh my God, dude. Like, you know, like I was on the playground, and I, I watch other moms, and like there are the moms who are really good at momming yeah. and who narrate everything their kid's doing. Uh, uh, 
where they're just like, Cooper, put your foot up there. Good Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. Here have a snack, Cooper. Cooper the snacks. And, and you're like, and I, this kid to his mom who's three years old. Cooper? Cooper. <laughs> Cooper went, I need space and yelled at his mom. No, he did. And I was like, he, look at you. Like, see how they know boundaries early? It took me like 10 years in therapy to tell my mom to fuck off. And this kid figured it where out. Where did he learn that, that, that line? I need space. Yeah. Back off, mom. Back the fuck. I was like, wow. Uh, wow right yeah like, it took me a long time to so learn as to annoying that. as that woman was she taught him that too. yeah right <laughs> right look when mommy's annoying just be sure you take the space you need yeah take the space cooper <laughs> take the space <laughs> you want a snack i need space That's yeah a, i need space yeah you're devouring my fucking sense of self right. back off <sighs> you're annihilating me yeah oh yeah i wish i could have done that me too. I did though. We both did. We yeah. both like you know. It's, you know. Eventually, you're like, "Fuck you." Yeah. One yeah, way yeah. or the other. Yeah. If you don't fight that fight, I don't know what would have happened. I. I don't know what would have happened. Being a gutter. Something right. Like yeah. I, I really think that that like out, just thinking of it right now, that if you have parents that you know are consuming or selfish or annihilating one way or the other. If you don't fight back for yourself, you may not know that's what you're doing, but you're like, I'm me, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, I don't know what happens to you. I, even the fight, even if you fight, you could end up fucked up. But I mean, yeah. I, if you just give into it, uh, oh, it's sad. It is it's, fucking sad. It's sad. We, we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> so, we don't go there. Everything's so, great. So when did Everything's you decide great. to start doing the stand-up? So I graduated and then I had four jobs, f sorry, 22 jobs in the span of four years where I either got fired or I quit. 22? 22 jobs. I, I made a list one day. And oh my God. I was bad at everything. Like just But on everything. purpose, like just, you disengaged or really bad? I just didn't see the fucking point. I was like, like what jobs? I worked in television because I did road rules. I forgot to mention that. So I, a year in college, I took road a semester rules. off to do road rules, that reality show from the 90s where they put kids in a... It's like the red hair stepchild with the real world. Well, you were in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season six, Australia. What, how'd you get great. that? I went to an open casting call in a restaurant. Like in I saw San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a flyer. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I want to get out of... Because I was living like in a tiny Did you know closet. the show? Um, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, enough. Yeah. I knew the real world. I actually wanted to be on the real world. I was uh -huh. like sitting on my ass for five months, smoking cigarettes. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Like in another city. Sure. sure. Yeah. In a nice place. Yeah. With a bunch of idiots. Get to be on MTV. There's bunch nowhere, of people nowhere cooler. Fighting with people. Oh, that's that part. It wasn't like totally that bad by yeah. the time when I was on it. Oh. It was way more innocent. So, all right. So you get cast on road rules? Yeah. I take a semester off. I go to Australia. I jump out of airplanes. I wrestle crocodiles, whatever wacky stuff. That's exciting. Super exciting. Show business. Show, yeah. And that's, I think, the beginning for me where I felt like, oh, I got, I got on the show just kind of being me and I don't. No. Is all that video on YouTube? Yeah, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm 21, and I think I'm like the coolest person ever. I got a I got a tramp stamp tattoo uh, on the show that I regret to this day. What is it? It's a fucking dumb dragon. Okay. It looks like the Lowenbrow uh -huh. symbol. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh -huh. Do you have tattoos? Did you ever I do? I don't. It? I'm not a tattoo person. But you have one. It's so stupid. Yeah, I regret it. It's weird. It. I've dated people with tattoos, and like eventually you don't notice. Yeah. I don't know. What's Tom say? He doesn't care. <laughs> There's the saying. dragon. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Target practice or whatever. Like, so he makes some cum joke. I'm uh -huh. like, all right, <laughs> okay. that's cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I do that stupid show. Not stupid. It's actually, I'm actually 
kind of proud of it because mm. it was in an era before reality TV got super right. Whatever well, it was a good experience, right? You wouldn't it's have gone awesome. to Australia. You wouldn't have touched an alligator, a crocodile. Yeah, it was awesome. What it was boy? Super you fun. in Sydney? Mm, yeah, we went everywhere. Sydney. And oh, so it's actually you're on the road. That's the premise. Is that yeah. you're traveling. You're in a Winnipeg. It's like the real world in a Winnipeg. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Oh, good for you. That's brave. It's crazy. And then... And then you come back? And I come back. I graduate. But that's not the semester you did at Oxford. No. Before the Road Rules, I did Oxford. And I came back and I wanted to travel again. How was that, that was for poor. you? London? Or Oxford, um, England? Where Ox- is it? Is Oxford is in where? Is it Oxford's in Oxford's in like an hour and a half right. from London. It's pretty, right? It's high end. Gorgeous. And at the time, Radiohead had just started this is like the 90s and oh, yeah. they lived in oxford and so like you'd be walking to class and you'd see the fucking dudes from radiohead and i'd be like oh my god like they were known in england at the time but they hadn't like creep hadn't broke yeah and i remember being like oh my god there's Radiohead," and that yeah. was cool and it was beautiful that's and... what you remember from oxford <laughs> <laughs> seeing tom york in the fellas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sandwiches i ate <laughs> these great sandwiches sure and um Chocolates are better there. So much better. Cigarettes are uh, more expensive. But kind of taste a little different, a little weird. Yeah. yeah. And you want to believe they're better, but I don't know. It never stuck. I don't think they're better. I don't think so. The ketchup never tastes right in no. any other foreign country. Um, yeah, man. I studied. I went to pubs a lot. I drank a sure, lot. I pubs, lost a lot pints, of weight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I came back. They closed in the middle of the day for a couple hours, the pubs. Right. Yeah. But they start drinking at like 11. Yeah. Which is, uh, anyway, I yeah. learned how to drink there. That was good. good. Sounds like a good uh, Oxford experience. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, so you do road rules, you go back, you finish college. Yeah, finish school, I graduate, and I'm a fucking loser, man. Like, I've got this degree that is totally you're useless. You're on television. Yeah, so I go work at MTV on a couple of shows. Like, In LA? Mm-hmm, as a PA. You came back home. Mm-hmm, came back to Los Angeles. And um, at the time, my mom was sick, so I was like, I should kind of be near my mom. Mm-hmm. She had cancer, this and that. And then I, I got a bunch of other jobs. I became a paralegal, an immigration paralegal. That was terrible. I became a corporate paralegal. I thought I went, I went into law school for two weeks and dropped out. I you fucking, got into law school? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I got into law school. I went for two whole weeks. And then I was like, I can't. Like, I remember I was sitting in a criminal wow. law class. And um, they were talking about murder. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I can't do that. That was it? And that was it. I dropped out. When did your mom pass away? 2015. Oh, so it lasted a while. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I was pregnant. I was like six months, five months pregnant with my son. But she'd been fighting cancer for that long? Um, Yeah, on and off. She got sick and then it came, it went away, it came back. And you kind of held, you had a relationship with her always? Negative. So then about eight years before her death, I had to cut ties completely because she'd completely lost touch with reality and like was a shut-in and she wouldn't send emails or use a telephone because she was convinced people were listening like she would send me cryptic cards with fucking weird things in them and and she diagnosed with schizophrenia or you don't know no but i know having gone through her she wouldn't go to a doctor for that like she was a borderline so they but like go. usually that the onset of that is younger yes I think it was always, she was always Heading that way. N- not in touch with reality. Right. And then by the time the last eight years of her life, it had gotten pretty oh, gnarly. God, so sad. Yeah, it was pretty intense. She Who was like, taking care of her? She had some people, yeah. like, hired oh. nurses and stuff that would keep an eye on and her. And the stepdad was gone? Yeah, they split. Uh. And he, yeah. 
but I get calls from like her caregivers every now and then. Like she won't take her meds. I'm like, yeah, I know. What about the step? What about your half brothers and sisters? They're not half steps. Yeah. The st- Are there steps? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like from my stepdad's second marriage. I think, oh, oh so your mom marriage. didn't have any more kids? No. Uh, my God, no, thankfully. No. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it was really just, you know, you would just, it was just you and her still. Yeah. And yeah. You, That's yeah. a fuck. Wait until your folks die. It's yeah. terrible. And you have to go through all their stuff. Uh, and, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's the worst, dude. Yeah. And you see, like, I just got to see how crazy she had gotten. I didn't really know. I didn't know until I went through her. She kept, like, printouts. She would, like, stalk my husband and I on the internet and print out interviews that my husband had given and, like, highlight things that she found were whatever in yeah. her mind like yeah. she would listen to our podcast and hear messages and like oh, really? write things down and she would there was this one journal i found where she had chronicled the dogs in the neighborhood that she had seen that day like brown dog 9 25 a.m whatever black dog and i was like oh, what's no. happening here oh. so bananas it was really wow. weird yeah like active active yeah. mind <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on. Oh, there's a dog. There's, there's another dog. I know what's going on. I know. It's so oh weird. My God. Yeah, I was. It's lunacy. I'm still trying to kind of. I mean, I put it together a bit now. Yeah. But you're still. I'm still like, what the? What was that? Well, that it's was sad weird. because she probably she may have been able to have been medicated properly if she could have gone. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you went through that. All right, it's over. It's good. So, I'm good. Wh- when did you? St- <laughs> that's the sound of fully processed emotions. <laughs> good. Everything's. Yep. Yep. Moving on. Anyways, what's up? <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I really fully well, I processed really, grief. Oh my god. Nope, yep. Okay. <sighs> oh, what do you got? To eat? I, but I really have done work. Uh, I, I have yeah. seen a shrink. Like, no, no, yeah. It's fucking been. Yeah. I've been there and back. I'm fine. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have that. At, so you cry and you move yes. through the grief. They hold the space for you. You are able to do the deep work. You know all the phrases. <laughs> do you ever go to meetings? Sure. Oh, I haven't done those. Like, like Al Anon's or oh, whatever. What would you go to? Well, well what is it? Al Anon, right? Yeah, Al Anon's all right for, yeah, codependency. Yeah. Oh. There's some of that I feel lingering. Was she, was she a substance user, your mother? No. But still, I think that when you have a mentally ill parent, it's not unlike being the child of an alcoholic. Correct. So, yeah, so the issues are still the same. This sort yeah. of like perpetual torture of, of reluctant caregiving and losing yourself in someone else's yes. insanity. Exactly. Mm. Being being a parentified child, as they say. Oh, I hadn't, hadn't heard that one. Oh, yeah. Parentified child, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I go to the AAs occasionally. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that helps. helps. Yeah, but holding the space, that's not an AA term. That's a therapy term? Yeah, I, I think it is a therapy term. Yeah. Yeah, like, because like, once you know that term, you're like, oh, I get it. So you're going to hold the space so I can come unglued. And I got to yeah. trust you with that because I'm paying you. Yeah. <laughs> not, to, yeah. not to hurt me after. Yeah, I think, too, like... Like I said, I talk about it a little bit in my special, but I don't know how to fully go there. Maybe in the next hour I will. Well, maybe it's not ne- meant for comedy. The the dark shit? The fully go there. Maybe fully oh. go there in a safer place. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why not keep that stuff private? It's okay to work through that stuff and then maybe do a couple jokes about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, because I think part of it for me, like, in talking about it, it helps relieve the, sh- the shame and the weirdness for me. To be identified, I mean? to have, uh, to, to feel seen. 
yeah, and normal and just normal. No, I do the same thing. I mean, I think we're similar comics in that, uh, you know. But there were definitely times where I would work through shit on stage comedically, and I would not think I was, you know, doing it for therapy. But no. there's, but but like in retrospect, I'm like, oh boy, I dragged some audiences through some garbage. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what you say. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like where it's just sort of like that was not no. meant for comedy. No, and I don't believe in in I don't when people say comedy is my therapy, I'm like, I hate well, that run, that. then yeah. don't fucking do comedy exactly. because comedy is comedy, and people yeah. have hired babysitters and are paying for a that's fun right. fucking. Night I don't out. like when people claim that that's what it is. It's no. like even if you're talking about yourself, even if you're complaining and that's your comedy, if you're like a a person that you know your 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 point of view is you know, complainy, which is a fairly yeah. common comedic sure. point of view. It's not therapy. No. We're writing jokes. We're no. working this stuff out. Don't diminish it like that. No, if people aren't laughing, I'm doing something horribly wrong. Well, I, you know, I've done a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done that school of comedy. Before. Yeah, I, but, you know, you got to kind of move through that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes they don't laugh until they do. Right, that too. You're right. You know, like, I, I don't know, like... I, I didn't know at the time that, you know, my uh, bitterness uh, was not entertaining. I, did, <laughs> I didn't know that at the time that, like, people were laughing mm. because they were uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Wow. It's like, hey, laugh's a laugh. Yeah, but they, they were just relieved when you were done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got past that. Figured yeah. out the balance. Yeah, I you know because I came up like road dog, you know what I'm saying? Like I I featured, where'd you start in L.A.? I started in L.A., but then I was like a road like a hard road feature. I'm talking like I you know featured up and down Florida. I did all the fucking comedy connections with two X's in the title. I did all the you know the with shit who halls. just going out as a feature. So I was very lucky in that um, April Macy took me along as her feature act, and so. Like I did her clubs, her circuit or whatever for yeah. for like a couple years. She's and a booker. No, she's a comic. She's a comedian. I don't know her. She yeah, she's been around for a minute. Uh, I she's feel bad. Around. I don't know her. Yeah, she's still around. And uh, so that that was cool. And then I became a headliner, and you know the rest. And you went back across. to those clubs. Did, no, no, I did not. Oh my god, no. So you're doing all the like real rough go. You know. to feature yes and i got lucky one night it's not a bad featuring's not a bad birth into it you know no. not being the local opener yeah you know, the feature is sort of a sweet spot at least you can build your act and you got a little bit of a buffer yeah i right? liked it i liked yeah. featuring it's like perfect amount of time yeah you can you can bomb your yeah. name's not on the marquee right Who cares yeah so I like I I'm a perfectionist. So I wanted to learn how to do stand up yeah. the right way. Right. I, I don't want to like half ass it. I don't want to. Yeah. And you were out there for how many years? <laughs> I remember now. I'm five, I'm fourteen years now. So five wow. five years. five featuring. I think. Well, no less. I'm sorry. I I was thirty two when I started featuring. Where'd you do open mics and shit? So I would drive an hour south from LA I'd do a club called Martini Blues mm. that no longer exists I would go out there twice a week and then I would do the bars I didn't want to touch the clubs until I was decent so I But it, there wasn't quite there wasn't really a mic scene with comics yet right so you, there was In LA? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah Was there? There was? Yeah yeah. yeah. I could, and there's like you know bowling alleys I started my own room in Los Feliz that I would have my husband my then just friend Tom Segura close out shows uh -huh. Ryan Sickler and Matt Fulshron all these guys I'm still friends with today. yeah yeah 
And there was like the advent of the Bringer show, which is the horrible. Worst. The worst. So there were those that you yeah. just kind of tolerated in LA. Mm-hmm. I don't think I became a comic until I really started full time being like, I'm, I'm a fucking feature. I'm going to go into debt. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to rack up some credit card debt. I'll be a fucking feature. I can be a comedian. And did you do TV? Have you done a lot of yeah. TV? Well, like did those things talking head shows, yeah. you know, like VH1. Oh, you did. So you're in the, you were in the loop. Yeah. Yeah. The like, and then I did Chelsea lately for a, a while. I was a writer on that show for a minute and uh-huh. then I got fired. And then that's when I really was like, Oh, I should be a headliner now. Yeah. I think that's what I wanted. I don't. I don't want to work. For, I don't want to write jokes for some other blonde chick. I yeah. wanted to be the blonde chick. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I never could think. Of, I never was going to do the writing thing for <sighs> other people. My ego can't take it. Well, I just don't. Want, I don't write like that. Like the job of joke writing, I can't look at it that way. No. You know, I mean, I have. I've done. I've written scripts and shit. But I mean, like for you, I, I just was like, I'm going to write that guy jokes. I can't do it. I can barely write myself. Jokes. I fucking hate it. <laughs> right I have a discipline Takes everything I have to do my to thing to fulfill my act isn't that amazing I think about I mean I think about you and like your your success came from a medium that hadn't yet been invented you know what I'm saying like back when you mm. started did you ever imagine that the, this I'd be thing... talking I'd be desperately talking to people in my garage <laughs> as a last ditch effort at what I don't know and that would <laughs> it would turn everything around no I didn't think about that no no it's crazy yeah it's crazy. And I was just that, but that's the spite of it because, you know, I found my success in this and it led to a TV show and all this, but like, I'm a comic, you know? So like there was this whole area of like this, like when I started doing the podcast and I was building an audience, people would come to my shows and be like, we're here to support you. I'm like, I don't need support. I've been doing this since I was, a, you right. know, it's, just, it's a show. Like they weren't necessarily comedy people, but they're like, we like you and oh we just want to see if you can do this. I'm like, this is what I always did. So that, now that's the other reason why the specials are so tight. It's sort of like, yeah. you don't, I'm, I, that's what I do. Like, there's still this part of my brain that's like, that's that's the job. Right. This is this other thing. You know, it's so interesting. So <laughs> I, I saw you at Moon Tower. You and I are both doing the same festival once. Yeah. This is your, like, five this, years is this ago? A, was I mean to you? Is this a No. Oh. You're awesome. And I came to see your theater show. And I never forget, this is before your mom's house had kind of taken off. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of, it was starting to pick up, but not really. What, and, the live WTF or me doing no, stand-up? No, you oh, doing stand-up. stand-up. Oh, it's like the Paramount or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the name, but yeah. it was some theater in Austin, yeah. and it was full. And yeah. I remember you getting up there, and you were like getting into a bit about pornography. And yeah. I could tell it was really thoughtful, and you'd really like... You wanted to say something. Yeah. And then in the audience, the woman was, this woman shouts, how's Boomer? Yeah. yeah. And you were like, <sighs> Boomer's great. And yeah. you get it. But you were so sweet that you, <laughs> you obliged the request to yeah. hear about your cats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this must be the difference. Like this is, these are podcast fans, which are, it's a different breed than like a stand up fan. Well, they know you. Yeah. So, you know, you got to, there's that weird balance there, you know, yeah. where like, that was like, I used to talk about that where, where people come up to me after shows and be like, do you get that thing fixed? <laughs> and, like, and you're like, what? What? The, the toilet, didn't you say you were, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's toilet. <laughs> oh, good. We were worried. I'm like, what'd you think of the show? It was good. Yeah. We just want to check, make sure. You- <laughs> <laughs> right. But in a way I prefer it. Like uh-huh. I. Because I've had both people that just like sound and people that like your podcast. I, I like it. I don't mind. Like, you know, it's just a matter of staying in it and realizing that, you know, the work that we do as comics is still, you know, that's what we do. 
you know, the podcast is great and I'm glad people yeah. like it and the interviewing is great. But like now, like the pressure is on me to when I do a comedy special, I'm like, I want it to be the best it can be. Yeah. Because I think for both of us that most people don't know us. So anytime you put comedy out there, there's going to be hundreds and maybe thousands of people going, I've never seen this guy before in my life. Yeah. Who's this guy? Oh, he's got this other thing too? Like, that's most people. Yeah. And I got to remember that. Like, yeah. I can't ever get cocky or anything. No, and I think, and when you look at guys like Bill Burr or, you know, whoever, and you're like, oh, they're consistently so amazing. And it's because they've never rested on their laurels of being, yeah. well, everyone knows me already. I'm, fam- I'm this famous guy. Like, well. And they love to work. Yeah, it seems. But now, like too. even Tom, Tom had a good yeah. year last year because his special blew up out of Crazy. nowhere, right? It's been bananas, and he just taped his his third special yeah. in Denver, and it's bananas. And I can't wait for people to see it. They're, it's so funny. Like, and he's you've got better. your special out. It's crazy, dude. You guys are like a Crazy. like a comedy couple, royalty <laughs> sure. somehow. Sure. Yeah. What'd you call your special again? Mother Inferior. It's on. It's on Netflix. It's on by the time on this now. drops. Yeah. What's this say? There. It's on now. It's on now. It's Check on it right out. now. Check it out. All right. Good talking to you. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Christina Pazitsky, go watch her special. Go listen to her podcast. Mother and Fury is a special. Her podcast is That's Deep Bro. And her podcast with Tom Segura is Your Mom's House. I'm lacking in guitars out here now. Things are, things are shifting. I think I can find something. Hold on. I, kn- I know you, you need it. I would like to, uh, to say, and this is a strat, not an SG, but I do need to say rest in peace, Malcolm Young. You definitely made my life better. Boomer lives!